Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. And welcome to Why Do You Think You've Got No Friends? My name is Emily Lang. I'm an actress, writer, singer, codependent, returnee from rock bottom, and a gratefully recovering addict. And this is the podcast where we aim to rid the shame. The highs and lows and deadly blows that ultimately led us to the lessons that we never knew we needed to learn, but are so grateful that we did. So my guest today is singer and all-round inspiration, Zoe Wees. Growing up in Germany, Zoe was diagnosed with epilepsy at a young age. She has documented her struggles with anxiety and her latest album, entitled Therapy, discusses her own journey with mental health. Okay, so it is today, which is the 13th of November, 2023. And this is an interesting start to conversation because usually I, I introduce it and go, it is. 1829 and it's November. I mean, we've never got that far back, but I'm sure we'll win we'll, we'll at some point. But we start with a date much further back, but we're going to start this conversation actually discussing the present and now, which is really exciting. Um, so, sorry, I know that you have discussed mental health. Yes. Now, I don't want to just go like, all right, list off the stuff because yeah. <laughs> that, that it's, it's, it's often really difficult to do that. But um, I... I struggle really badly with anxiety. I have had really bad clinical depression. Uh, I have CPTSD, which is complex post-traumatic stress disorder for everybody listening, um, and a few other things. Is there, are there any sort of buzzwords that you have um, for you and, and, and what you struggle with? I also struggle with anxieties really mm. bad. Like almost, like in almost every ten minutes, I feel I feel anxious all the time, right? Like the whole day, um, and it only gets it, it gets worse. But I kind of learned how to live with that. Yeah, it's like so much easier for me now because I don't pressure myself to. I don't. I'm okay with this feeling. I don't. I'm okay with being anxious. I kind of got used to it and starting to be an yeah. actually a nice feeling and not a bad feeling. Really? Yes. Yeah. I actually like. I don't know how this happened, but I started to not push it away. I started to let it. Um, how do I say it? Or like um, embrace and accept yeah. that that kind of thing of going. Okay, you're here. Yeah. Hello, old friend. It's fine. Whatever. I can't push you away. Yeah. Because you're coming back anyway. So I started to to live with that. Mm. And since since then, my life changed a little bit. Yeah. And I'm okay with this feeling and I kind of can control it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is such a big thing about um, uh, acceptance of something. Because so much time, it's like living with a massive cat, which I, which I do already. <laughs> He's not here today. <laughs> He's usually a big part of this podcast. But um, oh. this thing that is taking up so much room and is really uncomfortable and is, you know, shitting in the bath or whatever. And you're going, oh, fuck, and you're just trying to ignore it, ignore it, ignore it. And the minute you go, okay, let's have a conversation about this. Yeah. Let's just try me work out because you're here to stay, unfortunately. You're here to stay. There's nothing I can do to get rid of you. Yeah. How can we live and work together? Yeah. Um, 
Do you remember when your anxiety first started? Uh, it was when I was uh, nine, I think. Because when I was yeah. nine, I, I got uh, diagnosed with epilepsy. And that's where everything started and where I got anxious and felt the seizure, although it wasn't a seizure. And yeah, this is when it all started. And so I'm, so I'm in therapy for uh, for t- over 10 years now. Mm. And I'm... Yeah. It's... um. I've spoken to a lot of people who have had who have had felt really bad anxiety in childhood because and it's the worst because you can't even explain exactly can't to explain can't tell your mom because she doesn't really know it wasn't a thing back then yeah they didn't talk about it they didn't have anxieties uh really um so I didn't know how to tell my mom mm-hmm. I was like mom I feel something weird but I can't yeah explain and you think because um it, it's taken a really long time for, for me to understand this uh mm-hmm. that I am not my feelings. Yeah. Um, and so when, because, oh my, like you said, every 10 minutes, when people go, oh, when were you last scared? I'm like, oh my God, I don't know, like two minutes ago. It was, I was terrified. And that for so long, I didn't have the understanding that it wasn't real, mm-hmm. that these uh, catastrophic thoughts yes. were not definitely even come to fruition. Because when it's your brain going, hey man, <laughs> hey, was basically that thing that you're really worried about definitely gonna happen without a question and you're like oh god why why would my brain why would my own brain be lying to me this must be real and then then when you're given the words for it and this is why i say so many i say almost every other episode just of never underestimating the power of a diagnosis because someone going oh no you have anxiety Mm -hmm. and you go oh so it's not real i'm not constantly mm-hmm. in danger in fight, flight or freeze and I have to protect myself all the time, I can actually take a step back. And if yeah. I feel that, go, oh yeah, I know what this is. Yeah, it took so long for me to get diagnosed with it. Also with yeah. things that, like some uh, professional person, it took like six years until somebody told me that I have anxiety. Yeah. And before that, I didn't know what it was. So it helped me a lot. This diagnose helped me a lot to, to really deal with that. And Yes. And starting to actually live life with it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it, I think it is so powerful. What are you thinking when you get anxieties? Oh, my God, the list. Um, it's sort of, it depends on the day, depends on the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends how things are going. Often, often the worst times, which is so mm-hmm. ironic, but when things are going okay, mm-hmm. when some, like maybe a good things happen or a couple of good things have happened, I'm like, oh, my God, what's going to ruin it? Something, something's going to ruin it because yeah. um, my history, when I look at my history, mm-hmm. something bad has always happened. So this, I don't trust this. This can't, this can't be right. I don't, I don't deserve good things. Um, mm-hmm. And it is this strange thing of almost feeling more comfortable in the bad times because you've, well, not more comfortable because it's a very uncomfortable place, but almost safer. Safer. Because mm-hmm. you're not going, what's going to ruin this, yeah. this joy? Um, and that's it's it's a horrible thing. That's horrible. Yeah, because you go, God, I, you know, asking. Uh, th- there's a lot in uh, in in recovery because I'm mm-hmm. I'm in the program of AA. There's a lot of, you know, uh, asking your higher power to remove defects of character. Mm-hmm. Ask your higher power for something that you desire. Um, and I get terrified of doing that because I'm like, mm-hmm. God, what if I get it? <laughs> What what if it happens? What am I gonna yeah. do? What am I gonna do with this? Yeah. Um, but I feel it in a very physical way. Mm-hmm. Um seriously, when I had my breakdown, I uh I had seizures and mm-hmm. now I'm on medication for epilepsy. Mm-hmm. But the other day, uh I was Damn girl. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank so you sorry so much for, for everything that's <laughs> happening. I mean, you look so strong and you, you seem so strong and brave. And you're going through so much. It's so crazy. It's so uh, inspiring for me to see you. Oh, my gosh. It's, but I, honestly, this is why I, I love taking the moment of why do you think you've got no friends? You useless twat. You know who you are. Listening. Not listening. <laughs> Um, but the the worst thing that happened to me ultimately was the best mm-hmm. because um, I think so much recovery comes from understanding. Like understanding, I said, with a diagnosis. Yes. It's 
very, very difficult to understand. It mm-hmm. takes so much work to yeah. understand. But how can you understand if you don't know what it is? Exactly. So it makes sense. You exactly. Just have to. And if you're doing what I was doing, which was like drinking it away mm-hmm. um, or, you know, whatever was like available like yeah fantastic mm-hmm. God, and the sad cool. thing is it works oh yeah it Absolutely. really works it works it works but um and the the real pain is actually in the healing of it yeah um but uh i know the often in, in germany do they have the book um uh we're going on a bear hunt yeah i've got that book no, we can't <laughs> never heard of it <laughs> you are missing out <laughs> it's a kid's book that basically is nice. like it's a family wildly inappropriate mm-hmm. this family decide to go with their baby um to go on a on a bear hunt to go find a bear mm-hmm. and on the way to the bear hunt they go like they meet they there's a big field of grass we can't go over it we can't mm-hmm. go around it we have to go through it <laughs> and they go through and think the grass and then they they meet the bear and the bear is scary and then they run away from the bear and they say I genuinely believe this whole book is just a metaphor for metal <laughs> because of going oh we've got the the waterfall, we can't go around it. We, ha- we have to go through it because the only way out is through. Mm-hmm. You can distract and you can prolong, but if you're doing that, it's always going to be there. Yeah. Um, and so, so right about having the diagnosis, having the words, and there is something so cathartic about putting it into words. And I know that you, your music is so based on your response, so based around yeah. therapy. Does that help? Does writing help you? Yeah, it helped me a lot. I also had like really bad anxieties in the studio, and I never had anxieties. Only writing this album, yeah, and never really felt anxieties in the studio because it's my safe space. Yeah. And I feel so safe in the studio. Uh, but yeah, this album is definitely very personal mm. and very like, yeah. I have a couple songs about my dad right. on this album about my life, feeling lonely. Because I struggle with that a lot. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, it's uh, it's interesting when we begin to speak mm-hmm. about the things that are so deeply ingrained in mm-hmm. our body. And they make us who we are. And they're yeah. fantastic. They are wonderful things. And there are so many things that have happened that for a very long time, I was like, I would do anything to give those to make that not happen. Yeah. And then suddenly you get to a place where you look at the spot you're standing in and go, ah, I, this whole journey, everything, mm-hmm. everything, every tiny little second of that led up to this and I wouldn't give this back for anything. Um, but when you begin to dig deep and begin to actually, and I think it is a thing about literally speaking, mm-hmm. using the words, putting it into art, putting it into It's my favorite thing in the world. Yeah, something that's just, you can... It helps so it's much. there. You can literally, you can hear it, you can feel it, you yeah. can basically touch it yeah it's the most like it's such a radical experience yeah um because for so many of us so many people you know so many people take this stuff to the grave mm-hmm. um and being able to that that energy those feelings that we have that stuff that's inside us mm-hmm. that doesn't go anywhere and that energy doesn't dissipate yeah. but if you channel it into something yes. that is so positive. And also, I think, for others, mm-hmm. when it's not even... I mean, it can just be for you. Of course, that's that's absolutely fine. People journal all the time and do fun things. But putting yes. something out into the world... But, it, <laughs> but it, like, it makes sense why you yeah. were anxious in the studio, maybe for the first time, because mm-hmm. you were discussing... When those things come to the surface, it's suddenly it's really yes, raw. There was some things I never talked about, mm. to be honest. And then there was a couple people in the studio, and I had to open up. And this is like, and this is where I started to feel anxieties. But um, I also been working with the almost the same people for this whole album, so mm. I don't have to open up the whole town. It yeah, yeah, would yeah. make sense to me. <laughs> we got a new guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, it's also I also wrote this album because I usually like I wrote it for myself to be honest yeah like I didn't think about that I put like I wrote a song about my dad and I didn't think about um that I, that I have to put it out yeah I have to yeah. release the song someday maybe and I'm so happy that I can help some people because 
I feel like I have music and I know that it's helping me and writing it down, singing it, expressing my feelings is helping me. But some other people maybe doesn't have anything. Mm-hmm. Like they might not be able to just make music or uh, go go out, be with their family because maybe they don't have it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm... So, and that's when they listen to my music, yeah. and that's why I'm happy to do it. And it's the most precious thing when, because there are times for all of us when we don't have the capacity to be able to create. Yeah. And that is when um, art, music, yeah, plays such a huge role in recovery. Yeah. Um, when, uh, when I had my like serious, serious breakdown before mm-hmm. I went into rehab, when I, I mean, I was a shell of a human. Mm-hmm. And I say this a lot in, hey, there are sort of these, there are these movies that's like Keira Knightley and she's going crazy, but she also looks mm-hmm. pretty because she's like wearing a corset and her hair looks kind of like <laughs> wild. <laughs> I was like, I look like Gollum. I was literally like, I was a, a like a kidney being of a human. Yeah. Like there was nothing, there was nothing sexy about this breakdown. There was <laughs> nothing pretty about it. If you put that on camera, people would be like, what? What, what is that? <laughs> um, but I couldn't, you're so uh, disassociated from yourself. Yeah. You don't, I'm feeling very vividly like I didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, that the, my body was at the same time as like flimsy as steel but as real as a unicorn Mm -hmm. there was nothing that could break me because Mm -hmm. I didn't exist Mm -hmm. is how it felt um and the only thing the only thing that snaps back into Mm -hmm. present back into the body was listening to music yeah that went and even if it wasn't necessarily the entire song it was a single line yeah. Or a key change or something that went, oh my God, I'm real, I'm real, I'm real, yeah. I'm real. And like a breath, literally a breath and coming back. Or art with really bright colours mm-hmm. or a little bit of verse. There's something very, very powerful about poetry and verse when mm-hmm. it's, it's just like a rhythm. Um, so I think even the, the initial thing of writing it for you and for your own journey and then putting it into the world and having people respond to it in yeah. whatever way they do, it's... It's it's like it's like a superpower. <laughs> it really <laughs> Basically is. Basically yeah. magic. Yeah, it's magic. Yeah. Um yeah, I think it's really incredible. And there's so much more of a conversation now because like you said, when you were young, you know, there wasn't really a word for it. And yeah. just sort of going as a child having to explain symptoms of anxiety. How the hell That's how the hell is a child supposed to go? <laughs> my nervous system yeah <laughs> mom's summon is up <laughs> yeah but like also because I had epilepsy mm. I it was so even harder to actually tell my mom that I also have anxieties yeah because she was always like oh no you're getting another seizure but it wasn't always that sometimes I just felt it because I know how it feels and my my brain like I don't know what it was. It was a weird game that we were playing, my game and my yeah. brain and me. But um, sometimes I just had this the symptoms and I had this feeling and everything got numb. Yeah. And my, I couldn't feel my hands, but I could, could see them moving. Though. Yeah. And, but it wasn't a seizure. It, just, it was just anxiety. Mm. And I couldn't explain. I couldn't tell my mom. So that's why it took so long, yeah. even longer. Because they go, you have this, this one thing that's very serious yeah. and needs to be taken care of. All the surrounding symptoms must be to do with that, yeah. not necessarily anything mm-hmm. else that needs to be treated on its own. It's going, oh, no, it's the, that's, um, that's that epilepsy. <laughs> just, uh, let's just take a more medication or whatever the hell it yeah. is. Um, rather than being like, okay, there's something obviously um, wired just a little bit wrong here mm-hmm. that, we need to, that we need to work out. Um, how did you find being at school? Um, it was so hard. Yeah. It, because bad. the kids, I mean, obviously they were young. They just wanted to play be outside they didn't want to understand yeah. but they saw me the whole like I we I had seizures in the in the class and they saw me like I couldn't change it yeah and so but I always wanted to go to go to school because my teacher was actually my favorite person it wasn't even my mom it's so we I love my mom but mm. it wasn't my mom it was my teacher and we had like um I don't know it just what every time it happened I woke up and I saw her and 
Yeah. So she was my safe space and my favorite person. So I always wanted to go to school. Although the doctor said maybe you should not go to school mm. because I had it so I had a seizure almost every day. Mm. Um, but yeah, I always wanted to go to school because I wanted to see her and be with her. Yeah. So yeah, it had something. I mean, school was the worst. It was the worst for me. But it kind of, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't the the worst time. Maybe it was just. Well, yeah. I think um, kids blessing. Um, kids get very uh, frightened by mm -hmm. something that's different. Yeah, um, it's very, it's very frightening, and of course it is because you're like, this isn't, this isn't how things yeah. work. They only have, they have very short experience of life. Yeah, and if that hasn't featured in there, you can't even like, be mad at them. Yeah, they're just like, yeah. Then kids, I mean, <laughs> kids can be assholes. Yeah, but <laughs> but they don't mean. I don't think they mean to be. Yeah. It's not like these days when someone's a real decker, you're like, well, you did that on purpose. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it, it, kids, kids being very afraid of something that is different, but it's mm -hmm. um, kind of incredible that you managed to, that you attached safety yeah. to school, even though it was a place that was, that was the cool. Yeah. Um, also really relate to the feeling of having a favorite person who is not your parent. Mm-hmm. Which is really strange. This is so strange. Yeah. I always felt bad, to yeah. be honest. Felt so guilty. Yeah. So guilty. Because I was like, it should be my mom, but mm. it shouldn't, it doesn't have to be your mom, mm. to be honest. Like, I got, my mom was like, it's fine. I mean, I'm here for you. You know that I, I love you. And it's fine if you love being with her. That's mm. fine for her. Mm. But yeah, we had to talk because she was sad. I mean, at first she was sad because I wanted to go to school. And yeah. even if I had a seizure, I wanted to come back to school. Like, I didn't want to go back home. Do you have um, brothers and sisters? I do, but I didn't grow up with them. Right, okay. Yeah. So that's interesting as well. That it was a kind of like a nice space experience yeah. in the little way. Yeah. Um, I, I want to know like, why this happened. Because yeah. when I was about nine, eight, nine, mm -hmm. my favorite person in the world, my favorite person, mm -hmm. and this is going to show just how posh I am, was my writing teacher. <laughs> <laughs> He kept my pony. <laughs> it's it's so bad. Um, <laughs> um, but it was because it, I don't know why. I don't know why. Um, but I attached so much safety and love to her. Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember I used to have because I think it was like very early signs of some of OCD because mm -hmm. something with OCD and I like to discuss OCD as well is that people think it's like turning off a light switch loads of times yeah. and often it's not often it's like really intrusive mm -hmm. like thoughts on a loop going <laughs> or if you don't I remember being like if I sleep on my back I will die that's crazy who that's told crazy. me that <laughs> <laughs> what Dick of a child. <laughs> he came must, up to me and went, hey, by the way. Must be hard then. Yeah. Um, and uh, I used to have these, like, really intrusive thoughts about, um, uh, like, global warming and, you know, big catastrophes and things like that and always thinking mm -hmm. if this happened, if, if I was going to die, I'd want to be hugging um, Joe, who was my writing teacher. Mm -hmm. I never thought about my mom or my dad. Um, and it's 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 strange yeah. why... Um, I, and I've heard this a lot, why anxious children attach a lot of, create a, a, a secure attachment to someone who's not a parent. Mm -hmm. um, and you were, I felt so guilty. Yeah. I felt so guilty. I remember my brother telling me off for it. I mean, it's, it's what it is. It is what it is. It's not, nothing bad. Mm. Um, how old were you when you started writing music? I was like uh, 14. Yeah, when I, when I first got into the studio, I was like 15. And I, and, I, and I wrote Control when I was that young, my first single. No. Yes. <laughs> that makes me want to cry. I'm like, a, I'm like a little bit hormonal, a little bit emotional today, but I so don't know why. This is so beautiful. Because um, having, oh my God, what? <laughs> having emotional um, maturity uh, in adolescence, ha having um, experienced something so... Um, such like superlative emotion in quite early childhood. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm so happy I, I've been through all that. Yeah. Because I love the person I am today and I'm so happy and I'm, I love everything, everything yeah. that comes with being me. <laughs> yeah. 
exactly. It's like you're saying those um the the things that were so that was so bad. Yeah. That was so bad. Um and things at times that were really awful. Like, oh no, I oh I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Cause that's that's led to here. Yeah. Which is so great. Um yeah, I mean it's crazy. Sometimes I don't think I'm just like, oh come on, come on, just like cut me a break. Yeah. But there's one thing that I've learned. <laughs> it's that so much of the time that life is sort of separated into these two categories of things being wonderful and so mm-hmm. cool and so great and these like amazing experiences you walk away from being like whoa and then there are these really awful awful times that are so scary and sad and messy yeah. and then you kind of come out the other side of it and go i've got such a great story yeah. like i've got such a great story it inspired me so much yeah 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 to go i can put this down into words this as like a literal survival guide mm-hmm. for somebody else yeah and there are parts of it that are also really funny and that's kind of okay yeah it's true i felt like i always asked myself why why me like why yeah. do i have to go through that and when i started writing music i i kind of i had this moment where i was like this is why i'm going through all that because yeah. i have a story i can help so many people i got a talent and i and i love music it's my it's my favorite thing in the world mm. and and that's where I kind of get the the answer of my question yeah. that I've been asking myself since I was uh, so little, yeah. um, and this was the moment where I started to act, to really love everything yeah. I've been through. Um, I had this really great thing the other day, which I thought was so powerful. That um, when you're really in it, mm-hmm. uh, and it feels like it's endless. And then it comes and months have gone by and you're going like, why haven't I got over this? Why is this still happening? And it continues and continues because the journey of healing is very, very long. Yeah. Um, and for a long time I was going like, after everything happened with this guy, it was six months later and I was like, why am I not fine? Why am I not fine? And my best mate was like, it's not been that long. Um, but this sort of prolonged time mm-hmm. is actually kind of amazing, the longer. Because I heard this thing the other day when someone went... Uh, the amount of time that you're taking, that's the amount of training you're having. Mm-hmm. Like, would you trust, would you go to a doctor who'd been to medical school for two months? <laughs> nah. Do you want to go to a lawyer to have gone to med- nah. medical school? <laughs> Law school for three weeks. <laughs> like, no, I don't want that guy. I want the guy yeah. who's like been in it yes. for years. And so when you're doing this thing, when you're going through it, even if it feels like a really long time, looking at it as just like, literal like training yeah. like learning about yourself yeah. is is so powerful because so many people come and say i just i like, I don't know why it's not over yet mm-hmm. and it's just like it will, it will come it will come then you'll get your diploma troll but everybody knows it anxious survivor or whatever the hell it is um and but opening story yeah opening up helped me also oh, a lot yeah. because I feel like one thing that I was always scared of that made me even feel more anxieties was that I was scared to like lose friends and family because yeah. I didn't want to be the one when I want to go party and I feel anxieties and I have to leave mm-hmm. I didn't want to be the one ruining the day you mm-hmm. know so that's why I didn't tell anyone before uh, and it opening up helped me because now I'm with the people that I love I know I'm safe with them yeah and I know they know it everything about me and I and I don't have to be like yeah you don't have to expend that energy that you don't have available for somebody else yeah um and there is a there's a big thing that comes with you I think it's such an amazing thing to talk about uh is that when you do start to do the work Mm -hmm. and do start to understand lots of people do fall away um and it's very painful yeah. it can be very very painful but knowing that it's a sort of universal thing is very comforting yeah. um because ultimately before that when you are doing so much for somebody else like bending over backwards yes. to make sure that somebody else is comfortable mm-hmm. then that all and that takes so much putting a smile on your face when you don't feel you can 
Sorry, that's like really a, that's like a goddamn marathon. <laughs> that is, oh my god, that's like the Olympic triathlon. You can't. It's it's exhausting, and then you have yeah. no space for anything else. Yeah, and so when you actually start to value yourself and who you are, the people who are meant to be in your life, the people who understand you, the people who support you, come closer. You sort yeah. of act like this light, but people go. And it's um and it's mutual because then there's the other person that you understand them and yeah. you understand what they need and go towards them in them times of need. It's just like yes. when it's it's finding this like balanced equality and not being not being afraid of people anymore. Yeah. Basically very scared of people. Yeah. Women especially is very scared of women. Why? Because I went to an all girls boarding school. Mm-hmm. It's like the hunger games. <laughs> yeah um it and being stuck in a in an all-girls boarding school when you're 11 and there's a, like a 16 year old girl running yeah. your life Whoa. you're gonna get you're gonna get scared of girls um i used to be very very scared of women but now now not um just like, love women now I used to hate them all the names are very scared mm-hmm um, giving so much power to men. Yeah. Oh, God, I feel so emotional. <laughs> I'm not really sure why. Same here. Yeah. Hold on. Here's that. Whew. You just like me. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's like I see myself in the mirror. It's so funny. It's so funny because I don't know anyone like, yeah. like that emotional like me. Yeah. I don't know anyone. No one's really emotional. And if they are, they're just emotional by themselves. You yeah. Know? And I never see someone this emotional. Oh, no. I do it. I literally I do it all the time. Oh, um, I also started to cry in the car. I started to cry in the plane. Yeah. Always cry everywhere. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I watched, um, there's a film on Disney Plus, new film called Quiz Lady, <laughs> starring Sandra Oh and Aquavina. <laughs> and there's a dog in it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'm done. The dog, there's yeah. a dog. And just wept the whole way through. Takes my boyfriend and be like, oh, stop crying. And he was like, what's going on? I was like, that's a dog. Um, but it's it's strange because, um, uh, like you said, there's lots of people who, you know, they do emotions on their own. Yeah. That's how they do. That's fair. That's, that's for them. I'm just like, oh. And people go, oh, it's so vulnerable. Um, but it's weird because for a really long time, um, I thought that vulnerable was a one-size-fits-all. Vulnerable means that you cry a lot in front of people, that you go, I'm sad. It's not. <laughs> like, sort of, well, not not for me. Yeah. Um, vulnerability is a very specific thing. Uh-huh. For some people, being vulnerable will mean openly crying in front of another person. Yeah. For me, vulnerability is confronting another person yeah that's a very very vulnerable person mm-hmm. there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. What, where do you think your vulnerability lies if you if you have to pick? Um, I mean, to me, uh, wait, I think I didn't really understand. This so, like, um, what I I really hate uh, if someone if like a friend is upset at me. Yeah, not even a friend. If someone I don't like yeah. has upset me, 
I will really struggle mm-hmm. going to them. Uh, and not in an aggressive way, mm-hmm. not in an angry way, but going, um, I just need to let you know, I think for my own sanity and my own peace, that what you said there, that that upset me, that hurt me. Mm-hmm. Um, because I always assume if I say that to anybody, yeah. they'll go, well, you want to know about the times when you've been a prick or whatever, yeah. and I'll get beaten down. Yes. So I just, I stay quiet. Mm-hmm. I always stay quiet and never go to another person and tell them how they've upset me. Very, very welcome. So you still don't do that? I really struggle with it. Okay. I really struggle with it because I don't want to upset anybody else. That's so crazy. Yeah. It's so sad. It's so sad. Because, but also like, are you with that, with your friends too? Um, yeah. Even most of the time, it's, it's it must be so, so painful to you if you like if they they've done something that you didn't like or yeah. felt weird or bad to you and you can't tell you don't you don't know how to tell I don't know how to tell them and they a lot of the time they tell and you me, know they wouldn't probably be mad right? no they'd probably go I'm so sorry yeah um but I don't trust anyone enough yeah. to go to to think that they won't leave me if yeah. I say that. Um, and so if someone has hurt me, I would much rather carry that pain mm-hmm. because I can control it. I can go, okay, I can put this away and just leave it. We'll leave it alone. We don't need to cause trouble. Mm-hmm. Rather than going, ow, this thing, I'm going to hand it back to you for you to deal with because they might then turn it into like a pipe bomb mm-hmm. and chuck it into John Lewis on the Saturday afternoon, like, Something really bad might happen if I if I release control of this pain. Mm-hmm. So when well, how I, do you do it then? Like how do you where do you put the pain? Like how do you? Let me stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, genuinely it comes, and this is this is why I, I really love having these conversations because uh, I don't if someone talks about themselves as being healed Mm -hmm. in the past tense or being fine or being good, like being finished with completed therapy. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't. This does not exist. That's not a thing. (laughs) You can't be, there's no such thing as, (laughs) you did it. Well done. You've finished therapy. You had a good day today, but tomorrow's going to be. Good day, bad day tomorrow is different. Um, The, I I don't trust anybody who says they're healed. Um, and so doing this podcast, going because sounds like I'm blowing my own trumpet by a lot. But like people come and go and go like you have all the answers. I think you can fix me. Mm-hmm. I can't. Um, still learning every single day. Still struggling. Still making mistakes left, right, and center. Still going. Um, this. That I don't I don't know how to handle this pain. Mm-hmm. And it's only by sort of talking to other people and hearing other experiences that you begin to maybe expand your mind of how, yeah. how you could do that. So at the moment, um, I'm still really dealing with the, the pain. And it, it, it comes at night, it comes in flashbacks. Mm-hmm. But um, one thing that's been really helpful is doing uh, the step work in AA. Mm-hmm. Which is um, writing down writing down resentments and the person, the resentment, and what it affected. Mm-hmm. Whether it was your self esteem or the essence of who you are, or your pride or your joy or whatever. Yeah. And that's been helpful. I hope maybe okay. a one day there will come a time when I can go, "Hey, it's going to redacted, Mister Bleep Bleep." What you did was really hurt me. Yeah. Um, so basically, my long-winded way question is: Is there is there something that you currently struggle with in in the same way? Um, is there something where you would like the where you would like to improve um, mm-hmm. in the way that you operate? Uh, one thing that I always I always say yes. You know, like, and I, I can't say no, mm. no matter like even if it's a per- person that hurt me, mm-hmm. I'd always go back to my ex boyfriend, for example. I'd always go back to my old friends if they be nice for one second. Like yeah. I'm a, like you can't 
I feel like it's very easy to control me yeah. for other people that yeah. are that meant something to me. Um, and I have to, yeah, I have to definitely work on that because yeah. it's hurting me too. But um, I mean, I always write it down and it's fine for me, but it happens and happens like all the time. So like, mm. uh, I feel like it's very easy for them to control me. Yeah. Easily being a being a safe person, being a really kind, very kind individual yeah. is such a beautiful thing. And it's um, one of the things, because often with when you're doing step work in AA, you're basically being like, oh, I did this and that was really bad. And like, oh my God, I was an idiot. But you also have to go, there are really great things. Yeah. And one of the things is like, that I love about myself is like, oh, I'm a really, really kind person. Mm-hmm. A really kind person. Um, and that's such a, I'm so grateful for that. But it does come with a price sometimes. Yeah. because People you, use it yeah, sometimes. Yeah. People hone in on kindness mm-hmm. and empathy mm. and deep understanding. And yeah. Because they go, oh, I can have a little bit of that. Yeah. I can have a little bit of that and I can do what I want with it. And as a kind person, you go, I just want to help. Mm-hmm. And then you end up drained yeah and so it's drained. really tough and fine to sort of figuring out who to say yes to who to say no to it's so hard oh my god i don't know yeah right. i don't even know um no what i mean is unless someone did like something so heinous it was like yeah. out and out that was a bad thing you yeah. are definitely a bad person because you forgive so much yeah yeah do you are, are you good with forgiveness i guess you you are like i am yes. yeah i can like if someone would say sorry and like really apologize, yeah, I'd be okay with it, yeah, no matter what it was, really. But I don't know if I'd let you in my like if I let you closer to me or in my life ever again, mm. but I forgive you always, yeah. I, I, I would say, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think there's uh, apologies are very powerful things yeah i think so too i mean if you just do the same thing like same mistake over 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 and over and over again mm. probably wouldn't mm. even talk to you no more but like the first three four times i'd be okay yeah because yeah. you're still learning you know even though like for example my ex-boyfriend like he's done the same mistake over and over again and i think he's still learning you know he, he doesn't love himself he doesn't man they don't even like deal with themselves they just live life and don't think about how that they're also just human beings they don't have to be strong and uh all the time because we know you also emotional you can also cry and it's fine Mm -hmm. but yeah that's what i always gave him yeah because you see uh a human yeah um you see the mistakes and that maybe the intention wasn't bad yeah um but it's, yeah, it's it's oh, being an empath is like a wonderful thing. It's very, it's an incredible thing having empathy. It's I love really, that, yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. But you also go like, God damn it! I have so much empathy for you because yeah. <laughs> I can just see that you're human. You're just like yes. trying your best. Um, and also, you made a lot of mistakes yourself. Um, you go like, who who am I to judge? Yeah, who am I to who am I to judge? Even though like. Yeah, terrible things have happened. But apologies are, I think, very, very powerful things because especially if, if if responsibility is taken, mm-hmm. like very deliberate and specific yeah. responsibility, rather than because anyone can just go, I am sorry. Yeah, I go, know. This won't work for me. Yeah, like what? Why? Why are you sorry? What are you sorry for? Yeah. And people making an effort to change because people are so capable of change, mm-hmm. and it's an incredible thing to witness. Um, and when you see it happen, it's really wonderful and very powerful. Yeah. Um, what are the things about you as a person that you really love and cherish? Uh, I love that I care so much yeah. about everything and everyone who's important to me. Mm. Like, I care a lot about my people, mm. make sure they're safe, feel good being with me mm. and around me. And, uh, yeah, just that I'm really, like, a kind person. Mm. I... And if I love, I love, and I love that feeling. And yeah, what do you think? About me? About you, yes. <laughs> um, I think that's only when someone's 
only ever asked that once. Um, I think one thing that I am so grateful for is uh, the resilience and bravery. Okay. Um, because coming back from... Uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, coming back from... Uh, 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 oh my God, sorry. Doing good. Um, from a suicide attempt, mm-hmm. um, being in rehab. Mm-hmm. Um, I lost uh, nearly all my friends, mm-hmm. um, apart from my best friend, who's really, he saved my life. Um, yeah. Coming, and someone said to me quite recently, they were like, how do you come back from that? And I was like, with a lot of strength mm-hmm. and a lot of bravery. And I think being fearless is one of the greatest compliments you can give anybody because yes. fearlessness is such a is so there's something that is just so um primal about it mm-hmm. and um having that quality of just going i very nearly ducked out of this and i'm not coming back in the shadows mm-hmm. i'm coming back face out yes wearing green trousers <laughs> so you can see and being like and openly admitting mistakes, um, talking about change and healing, mm-hmm. um, and going, if you, being able to say these things and if knowing that if there are people out there who are feeling even a scratch of the same mm-hmm. emotion, knowing that it can maybe help somebody else. Um I think I'm, I'm so grateful for that uh, gumption. There you feel it can be. <laughs> I'm grateful. I'm so grateful for that. Um, diehard Gryffindor. <laughs> uh, and kindness. Yeah, definitely yeah. kindness, forgiveness. Um, oh my God. Because <laughs> I feel like usually, usually with this, is that people walk away being like, oh my gosh, I feel like I've just had therapy. I feel like I've just had therapy. <laughs> I feel like I've just been sat with you being like, okay, I've just got to tell you all about everything that's happened. Wait. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I genuinely think that it is only by, by speaking, by giving the words, when yes. giving the words when maybe someone else doesn't have them. Yeah. It is one of the greatest things that you can do one of the most powerful things that you can do because it's when people are without words, without explanation, without any kind of light or um, partially just company, that's when disaster strikes. Yes. It's when disaster strikes because there is no way out, literally no way out. And like I said, even with with lyrics, with music, Mm -hmm. putting that out into the world and knowing that something can... It's like being in a in a really in like a pitch black room and yeah. there is a spark of light mm-hmm. that you can move yeah. towards. Even if it's that, that that can save a life. That can save definitely save a life. That can save a life. And the rate of suicide, the rate of male suicide taking mm-hmm. so is incredibly tragic. And yeah, it is by going we're not gonna hide away. Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk about these things because there is nothing to be ashamed. There is nothing to be ashamed of. No. Guys. Not a shred. Um, this is very real. And uh, what happens in our mind is very, very real. And whatever you are experiencing, regardless of where you are, it's real. And it's and you deserve help and you deserve love and you deserve kindness Absolutely. and empathy and understanding. Um, so we have a portion of the podcast that we like to call Thank You Letters. Um, where we ask you to express gratitude for a person, a place, or a thing, or one of all three, but uh-huh. something, somewhere, someone for which you are grateful. Mm-hmm. I am very grateful to be that I woke up today, mm-hmm. that I can be here, that I met you guys. Um, but my team, I, I'm also very grateful for my uh, team. Mm-hmm. Um, people that are with me every day, yeah. <laughs> deal with me every day. <laughs> yeah. um, my mom, yeah. my dog, can't wait to be home, fly back home to, uh, tonight. And I'm very grateful today. Like, I feel really uh, blessed. Amazing. What kind of dog? 
Do you have? I have like a French bulldog. <laughs> He's so cute. What's his name? Lucky Charm. No, it's not. This is because I've got this emotion. It's so raw on the surface. That was some reason hearing about your French bulldog's Lucky Charms. It's going to send me into my day being like. <laughs> oh my God, and animals are also, we don't yeah. deserve animals so much. We, we don't. don't. We don't deserve animals. <laughs> we don't. Um, my cat Mickey is usually a big part of the podcast because he's it's my cat is like a child uh-huh. and a dog got together okay. and made a cat because he's ridiculous um, and I love him so much. I'm so grateful for him. So yeah, I totally I totally understand. Um, yeah, yeah, unfortunate things. Um, so uh, is there anything coming up that you can discuss if you'd like to promote on the podcast? Mm. Maybe just that I'm going on tour next year and I'll be in London too. And it's like a very intimate, small venue that we chose. So it's so it almost feels like therapy. Yeah. And I can't wait because I, I love talking. And especially if I can see everyone, yeah. I can feel everyone. I love doing those little sessions because I can really like talk to you. Mm-hmm. You guys can talk to me. It's so open. We can ask each other's questions. We can sing. Yeah. It's going to be so nice. You guys have to come. I have to. I like already. I'm like, yeah, my hand broken in. Go get on those tickets, Felipe. Yeah, that's that's Felipe's job. Um, great. Well, I'm going to link everything down below, and I just want to say thank, thank you, you so much for sharing your time with us today. Thank you um, so much. Again, I like you said. I feel truly, truly blessed. Um, I mean, people <laughs> people can bring me to tears, but <laughs> you did a good job of it. Um, and just fantastic. And thank you for the work that you're doing. Thank you for your bravery and openness and and things that you are doing um, that are saving lives. And thank you. It's truly incredible. So thank you so thank much. Thank you so, so much. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.